owners of a direct care practice are more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practice, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is the direct care way. By listening to this podcast, you may even start to believe you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of a pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. Hey there, welcome to episode four. People want to know what I make in a direct care podiatry practice. And I really want to offer insight that is valuable because you want to also know what do you mean by what I make? Tangible things like the dollars I put in my pocket? What about the non-tangible things like peace of mind? So are you ready for the answer? First, I want you to think about what you're asking and if the answer really points you in the direction of where you want to be. So if I were to tell you my happy number was $50,000 a year or $500,000 a year, what value does what I make have onto you? Because everyone's financial obligations and wishes are as diverse as there are people. So to answer your question, it may not always be helpful in your journey, but instead I want you to really reflect on what you want to know. And so what you want to know, well, what you should ask yourself is how much do you want to make? And then how much do you want to work? And are you willing to sacrifice what you think you believe for newer ideas to get there? Because what you currently believe is not enough. What you learned in the insurance-based practice, that mentality is not going to help you in direct care. So my answer to this question is, I make what I want to make. There's no ceiling. Your beliefs are the only limitation to this equation. And I know this is probably really dissatisfying for a lot of you, but I might as well just give you a numbers example so you can picture it. This is how we do things. And it's kind of like if you wanted, if you had a big goal you wanted to achieve, maybe you wanted to run a marathon, a half marathon. How do you do it? It's not overnight. You have a training schedule, you work up to that point and you maintain consistency in your diet, in what you feed your mind, and the support group that you have. Medicine is the same way. Private practice is the same way. There are some mental muscles that you need to develop in order to make this work really well and in your favor. But I'll give you a rough example of what this could look like for you. I'm going to break it down. Let's say you need a revenue of $400,000 for your practice so that you can take home 50% of that, which is $200,000 a year. Let's say you want to work 48 weeks, five days a week, that's going to be 240 days per year. 
So take $400,000 divided by 240 days, which comes to 1667 per day. That is your financial target for your salary and how much you want to work. What are you getting paid now? Just You need some numbers to work with so you can kind of wrap your mind around what you're making now because maybe you're employed and you really have no idea what your daily revenue is. So that's kind of a good number to know. That way you can have a place to start and start moving towards your goal. When you don't know your numbers, there's not a whole lot of work we can do with that information or the lack of. So know what you make now per day and know what you need to make to set your goal. So let's say you make $1,600 in your current practice, in the insurance-based practice, and you also make $1,600 in your direct care practice. What else do you gain from a direct care practice? Think about how much less stress you have in dealing with insurances, for example. When you lower your overhead for things like your EMR software system to bill insurance, maybe a biller to collect that money, or to chase it, or to catch capture your AR. What are the expenses involved in all of that? Wipe that out. Just imagine. Just play with me a little bit. In your imagination, wipe out everything that is related to billing. How much are you willing to pay for that peace of mind that you don't have to wait 30 or 90 days or a year for the payment of a service already rendered. That's the intangible. So some people may feel really good with less income because they have less overhead, while other people may feel really good about a higher number. So you see what I mean where you can really design your practice to how you want it and how much you make? I mean, that's the reason we all went into private practice right, is to have some level of control and freedom with our time. And I've said this before, the freedom to do what you want with your time is a wealth that cannot be bought. I don't know if there is a dollar amount I can put on to what I have now compared to when I started, but I can tell you there is so much relief in having complete control in my schedule and the way I get paid. And I want that for you, my colleagues, who I hear day in and day out how much they hate the insurance process. It really doesn't have to be this way. And it doesn't have to be my way. You can design a practice that is exclusively toenail fungus treatment. People are doing that. It could be exclusively minimally invasive surgery. People are doing that. Exclusively custom orthotics. That's the thing that you do. People are doing that. So the more you open your mind to new ideas, the more possibilities you're going to be able to see. You're going to see different specialties doing direct care. Reach out to them to see what's working and what doesn't work. And then apply it to yourself. A lot of the things that I know came from the books I read, the people I interacted with, but it also came with experience because what has worked for someone else in their community wasn't necessarily going to work for me. 
My community is low-income, majority Medicare and Medicaid insurers. My community has a very difficult time retaining anesthesia services because it's always about the money, the budget issues that we have. So I know that if I can figure it out, I am certain that you can too. And so you want to know what I really make? I make peace. I make peace with my decisions and am really enjoying the life on the other side of the insurance-based practice. I really don't know if there's an actual sticker price for that, but I'm certainly happy that I'm finally here. So I hope that you also find this to be a viable option. So you may be asking, what can you do to get to that next step? What type of training should you do to prepare for the marathon? Well, if you haven't already, there are two things to consider. Number one, reviewing the insurance contracts you already have. Look at the one that pays the least, but also gives you the most headache. Usually it's that one insurance program that provides both. That is what I did in 2020. I looked at the worst payer that gave me the most headache. It consumed the most resources for my practice with prior authorizations and paperwork and all the admin stuff that had nothing to do with patient care. I wrote them a letter and said I'm opting out. They held me hostage for 90 days. I committed to that 90 days and then I was done. I informed my patients. Many were disappointed. Some stayed. That was something I had to make peace with because I had a bigger vision in mind. And the second thing you can do is look at the things you're already selling. Maybe it's an injection or a medical grade product. Look at what you already have without spending another dollar and raise your price. Raise your price just a little bit. It should make you feel a little bit uncomfortable if this is the first time you're reviewing your prices. Because in that practice, in raising your prices, number one, it's fair to do because inflation has gone up. The cost of things have gone up since the pandemic. It's just a necessary part of business. Just look at all of your vendors. Everything has gone up. So should your prices. So do that. Increase your prices gently and start getting into the habit of asking patients for money. There's really no way of avoiding money conversation with patients if you truly want to make your own money and make a lot of it. And I want to share a secret with you. Maybe it's not a secret, but if you're saying to yourself, I don't like to sell, I'm going to tell you this. You already do. When a patient has cellulitis, and you prescribe them an antibiotic that has a laundry list of side effects, you are so convinced that that antibiotic will help them. That's what you sell. You sell to them to take this medication. They're paying somebody something, whether it's a copay or the pharmacy. It's, it needs to be paid in order to be had. Same thing with your services. They need to pay for your services. You can sell. You sell every single day. When you try to convince somebody a medical treatment is right for them, even if it's against their will, you're selling. So you really need to get out of your mind about saying, I don't like to sell, and just accept that you sell. 
you can certainly improve the way you sell. And that's a skill that you can learn. Listen, doctors are the smartest people I know. They're the fastest learner. They consume knowledge like no other profession. So don't cut yourself short. You have the skill. It just needs to be refined and maybe a little bit of confidence to help you along the way. So I think if you accept those two challenges, you're going to be well on your way to your direct care podiatry practice. Once you start to get the confidence and you start to celebrate those small wins, like somebody paying your higher price or somebody paying out of pocket because you don't take their insurance, but they still really like you. I think that will start to propel you in the right direction. If you got nothing else from this episode, then please just think about this. Think about how you can ask better questions that will direct you towards your goal. I'm not really a good barometer for your needs. So munch on that for a little bit. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect. Find my info in the show notes and send me your questions. It might be the topic for future episodes. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this, you are in control of your life. See you next time.